It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Which undrafted free agent safety has the best chance to make the Cowboys roster? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, how you doing today? Doing well. Uh, you know, looking at some of these guys, uh, it's it's easy to kind of start forming your special teams units after looking at all these undrafted guys. They clearly have a type. Um, and uh, I'm excited to talk about it. Some of these guys uh, actually I think have some upside for some defensive play as well. Yeah, let's let's get ready to do it. Let's talk about Marquise Bell, a safety that the Cowboys signed um, from Florida A&M. I think this is the player that Cowboy fans uh, seem to be the most excited about. But what did you see from your tape study? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I see a guy who's uh, very tall, extremely long athlete for the position. You know, um, he, he has a very stretched, thin frame. Uh, there's, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of great stuff to build on. He has great athleticism and frame, uh, speed and length, which is something that you can't, you know, uh, obviously teach. Um, there's, he's, I feel like he's an upside play, right? He's got all this athleticism, um, but he's inconsistent in kind of his processing his, his, uh, you know, diagnosing what's happening. Uh, he's, he's very kind of, and this is, I think actually going to be a theme if there's a theme for this, this group of three, right? He's very linear, linearly explosive. Like he's, he's explosive in a silo. He's, he's not going to change, really change direction. directions, right? I mean, he's so leggy, you know, it's yeah. like yeah. He, 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 it's weird. Cause he does a really good job of like lowering his pads to like strike the, the, a ball carrier, but he doesn't do a great job of like lowering his pads and then quickly exploding out of out of uh, uh out of that kind of lowered pad stance to, to go in a different direction he just doesn't change directions very well um uh yeah like i said long strider speed explosion is mostly linear link link speed combo along with the physicality makes him a great candidate to cover tight ends uh but but you didn't see a ton of well i mean you saw him covering tight ends but i, I didn't see him covering a lot of NFL caliber tight ends. Yeah. And I think that's the hard part, right? Is that he has a job, like a physical nature that you think can translate. Uh, but he just didn't see the kind of athletes. I mean, no one sees the kind of athletes they see in the NFL, but, but I think especially at the tight end position, you just don't see those kind of tight end uh, uh, athletes very often in college, especially when you're playing at Florida A&M and, and playing their kind of schedule. So he, he just didn't see him kind of get tested in that way. But I, I do think he can do that. Um, you know, I have a note here. It's tough to evaluate his versus level of competition. I just watched the opposing center snap the ball up to his butt while the QB was in shotgun, which was a hilarious uh, a little uh, you know, reprieve. I, I did watch him play watching. South Florida, and I know South Florida yep. doesn't have a lot of 
great NFL players, but that's at least, you know, a bigger school and certainly didn't look overmatched there. We should also mention, like, Absolutely. one of the reasons why you get a guy like this at 6'2", 212 pounds and runs at a 4'4", that's playing at Florida A&M, is because he had to transfer away from Maryland. Uh, this is yeah. a four-star recruit. Like, this is a big, big-time yeah. recruit uh, that never played for Maryland due to some, it sounds like some team issues, some following rules, but uh, he is quite the prospect. He was heavily recruited, like, you know, I mean, coming out, like, so, like, Georgia, Florida, Clemson, all those teams were lo- looking to kind of get him, decided to stay uh, uh, kind of closer to home in Maryland. Uh, yeah, and then it sounds like there was some sort of kind of falling out that happened. He had a transfer away, spent a year uh, in college, in community college in Kansas. Uh, but, you know, according to what uh, Dane says, at least, the, the coaches all rave about him at, at uh, Florida A&M. So uh, he has that kind of going for him. Uh, you know, I think my my thought process here is that could he put could he put on five or ten pounds and be like a nickel safe nickel linebacker? That's I, I probably think, his role in the NFL, right? Yeah, I mean, he has many of the skills of a safety, but he doesn't like. But is you know the question? I guess is he versatile enough to play in every system as a safety, right? Like I think he, you know most teams would probably view him as a box safety. I, I think he can play on the back end, but and I just don't know that like that's going to be his. He's not going to thrive there, and he could probably get you know regularly exposed there if he if he plays there a lot. Uh, and I think the same thing in the slot. Where does he win? Uh, you know, his size speed combo is is really hard to beat. It's 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 why he's going to be a probably a very good special teams player. Mm-hmm. Uh, my unanswered questions for him is where is his ceiling as a safety? You know, I, I just think that in today's NFL safeties are, are so versatile and they kind of have to play all over the place. Uh, he, I, I think as at least early on is probably limited to a box role. Uh, and I don't actually know if, you know, he will ever kind of, he's got some developing to do before he's ready to be like a rotational safety. Yeah, or He's or a special a, team guy to start, but I, I, I do think, I think he's got the right temperament to play in the box. Like he loves contact. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I would call him a big hitter. He has some big hits, but he's mostly a pretty reliable physical tackler, right? Like yeah. he, he'll he's not afraid to go inside the box and make tackles. I I, I think that's probably his best role. I, I I don't know how I feel about him playing as a free safety or matching up with tight ends, even though he has that size. I heard Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus actually say that a couple teams were wondering about him as like a boundary cornerback. Now I. I mean, you look at his size, I get it, but I don't know if he's got that fluidity to play as a corner in the NFL. Uh, you know, I could see it in a system maybe where he it's a lot of cover three, it's a lot of cover one, and he's kind of remain, you know, remains in a silo uh, because I think he has that kind of vertical uh, uh, you know, explosion athleticism. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if, if he's in cover one and, and, and his man goes across the field, like he's going to get toasted. Now, yeah. For the Cowboys, for this like four safety, because you have J. Ron Kirsch, you have Malik Hooker, and you have Donovan Wilson. Those are your, your clear-cut top three. Now we're talking about safety four and safety five. Do you like Marquise Bell better than Israel Mukamu, a six-round pick last year from the Cowboys? Or Tyler Coyle, for that or matter. Or Tyler Coyle, you know, I mean, sure. like The Cowboys have a lot of these guys already. Um, and I think that he's, you know, kind of of that type. I mean, the, the, the more I, I watched him, the more I thought this is like a guy who's going to be coming in and trying to play Curse's position, right? 
I, I just yeah, I don't know if I like him. I think I probably like him as much as Tyler Coyle, but but you know I haven't seen a ton of Tyler Coyle, so I think that likely they're gonna those two guys will probably be competing for a spot. I just wonder how many of these kind of guys they can fit on the roster. You know, I mean, probably a lot because there's just not a lot of guys that are 212 pounds running the four fours. That's that's probably they'll true. probably find spots for these guys, right? And what's different for for me. Compared, like compared to Makamu is this guy loves to tackle and that's not really Makamu's game. And if you're going to be the fourth safety on the roster, you better be able to tackle on special teams. It's kind of why as much as I love Makamu, I kind of think Bell probably has the, the inside track of winning that job. Yeah. I mean, I think I like Makamu more in a more safety role. Anyways, I, I think bell, I, I would play in the box and I mean, we'll, we'll call him a safety, but I, I would say he's more on the Javon Duran curse version of course, Javon yes. version of the safety. I, I just don't know that he's playing yeah. the back end or in the slot very much. If it comes down to which guy do I feel more comfortable playing on defense is Makamu. But I think yeah, bell sure. is probably more projectable traits on special teams. And that's, that's why I at least think that he's got a really good chance to make this team. And then we'll see two, three years down the road, if he can provide anything on defense. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's got to beat out the other safety that yeah. they uh, well, and that's, undrafted free agency. Yes. Yes. It's a very, very good point, uh, which we should talk about the other safety. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about bet online. Our partners at bet online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL odds. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, from live betting to playoff, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Landon. You you hinted at it. The next player that we're going to talk about is Wanye Thomas, a safety from Georgia Tech. Another fantastic athlete. Not 6'3", though, like Georgia Tech listed him all season long, but 6 uh, no. 006, 213 pounds. What do you think about Wanye Thomas? Uh, you know, I, I can see why why uh, Georgia Tech listed him as 6'3". I mean, he plays kind of with the – he's only, he's just – he's over six foot. He's almost 6'1". Uh, but he plays with like a, a kind of a high uh, – a flat back and kind of a, a high head, you know. Like he looks tall mm-hmm. on, on tape. Uh, he's tall. I mean, he is tall. He's, he's over six feet tall. He's a long, long athlete. He looks the part while kind of standing on the hash. He's got good muscle and nice play weight. He's 212 pounds already as well, despite being three inches shorter than, than, than ball. Uh, he lined up all over the place. He was down in the box. He was single safety high. He was in the slot. He was in the nickel. Uh, for me again, just like, like a uh, uh, ball, his best spot bell. is down in the bell. box. I'm sorry, a bell. Uh, the best spot is down in the box. 
where uh, I think he can take he takes really great angles uh, when he's close to the line of scrimmage, which can be tough for some of these guys, you know, because the angles are so severe and they're so close that when things get bounced back out, it's it's tough to kind of you know get a good pursuit angle. This guy doesn't have any issues with that. Real smooth pedal and shuffle, but his change of directions skills are are only okay. Um, you know, he's a good communicator. He he's you see him barking back there, always making sure that everyone's on the same page. Uh, according to Brugler, he had 550 plus coverage snaps on special teams. That's going to have incredible value. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has to finish better as a tackler. Yeah. Uh, I just saw I saw him unable to bring down Sam Howell on one of the, on like a 20 yard touchdown run that he made, which was embarrassing for the whole defense. But but he was definitely involved in that. You just and what it is, I feel like, is that when he arrives to make the tackle he leaves his feet too easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's like, he's it, not even necessarily that he's diving into the guy, but it's like, he's trying to like, you know, kind of do that like hog tie move, you know, where you wrap around and like try to drag them down. Uh, I just don't know that he necessarily has the uh, harumph to do that as much. I think he needs to kind of continue to drive through his targets. Uh, he uses his hands. Well, I, I think, especially when trying to fight off blockers, you just, you saw him several different times when he's coming down, uh, down into the box where blockers are trying to get their hands on him and he's swiping them away and able to kind of get past without uh, being impeded by the blocker. His speed turns to the back end of the, of the defensive backfield are very smooth, but once he makes the speed turns, he struggles to kind of gather his feet and find positioning. So he gets around really quickly, but it doesn't do him any good because he doesn't gather his feet quickly and, and kind of make the adjustment he needs to make a play on the ball or to make a tackle. Uh, he finds, like I said, finds a proper angle quickly and trust, trust it and goes right away. Doesn't have any hesitation there. Uh, dangerous if he gets his hands on the ball. Yeah. He has two, two, yeah. two 95 yard plus touchdown returns and interceptions. Not a big interception guy. I think he had four interceptions in four years. So one for one every season. season he played. But, uh, but you know, when he gets his hands on the ball, it's dangerous. Where does he win? Uh, his tackling, his pursuit, and his angles, I think, are all excellent. He's an excellent pl- uh, tackler as a safety. Uh, despite what I said earlier, I, mean, I think you know, nitpicking it because I, I, I think he really is – he does that very well. And, and his, uh, his problems there are very easily correctable. Uh, unanswered question, is he a box safety, nickel, linebacker, special teamer only in, in the NFL, or can he kind of develop further? I like his safety skills a little bit more than Bell's. Uh, I think I think he has the ability to kind of play a, a more versatile role in the defense, um, and he has a ton of special teams experience. I just don't know that he is going to be as good a special teamer right away that as Bell potentially could be. Well, and that's um, the tricky thing for me is Thomas has all the special teams experience, right? Yeah, you would think that he would come in and be able to be the better special teamer. But I wonder if that's just not going to be the case because Bell is far faster, and I actually trust Bell tackling way more. You do wonder, like in the NFL, is, is Bell just going to be a special, better special teamer? And if that's the case, he's probably more likely to make the team, even though I, I agree with you. I, I think Thomas's defensive tape alone is better. He's just yeah. more reliable, even then. I mean, I, he's kind of inconsistent, but I think he's more reliable than Bell. I think you can have him do more. Uh, I think they both probably play this p- same position, that yeah. box safety hybrid nickel guy, but I probably trust Thomas more. Uh, so between these two guys, which one do you think has the better chance to make the Cowboys roster? Man, I think it's going to be tough. I honestly would not at all be shocked if if Wanye was the guy that uh, 
that that came away with it. He is because, quite a bit younger as well. Yeah, and 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 I think that the 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 defensive upside aspect of it, you know, is is enticing. Uh, and on top of that, it's not like he's a slouch in, in the special teams game. I mean, we, we could get there and, and find out that you know Wanya is better. You know, I wouldn't be shocked at all yeah. because he has so much experience there. Um, I think it's kind of tough to judge these two. I mean, I, I, I would imagine that the coaches are really excited to kind of get both these guys in and, and, and get through some special teams practices just to kind of get a feel for how well, you know, besides what they've seen on tape, how well they're able to get down the field and kind of sort through the trash and make tackles. Because ultimately, I think that's kind of be, going to be kind of the deciding factor on, on who gets the, the, you know, the better positioning in the race to try to make the roster. My guess is that only one of Wanya Thomas, Marquise Bell, and Tyler Coyle makes the team, right? One, another one of those guys would be in the practice squad, but I don't know if they have room for two of these guys. It will be interesting to see if Coyle has put on enough weight that he's actually con- going to be considered a linebacker this year. Maybe. He's uh, at uh, rookie minicamp this week. Yeah, so we should get some information coming out. But, yeah, I agree. I think if they're all safeties, there's, there's just no way that all three of those – or even – Frankly, two of those three of those guys will make the team unless they really it's stretch be one things. Of them. Just one of these guys is going to make the team. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. So which one? You like Wanya Thomas a little bit better? I think right now I do. Um, just because, like I said, I, I think I trust him a little bit more as, as, a, as a player on defense. And I don't know that the gap, if there is a gap in how they play special teams, is very large between these two. And and, and frankly, we could get into into training camp and find out that actually Wanye is a better special teamer too. Uh, just to, to put this out there, Dane Brugler, our guy at the Athletic, he had Wanye Thomas as the 16th graded safety in the class. Uh, he gave him a fifth or sixth round grade, and then he had Marquise Bell as a 19th graded safety, sixth or seventh round grade. So both of these guys easily could have been drafted. Uh, would not have been a shock at all. So for the Cowboys to get these two guys as undrafted free agents, they gave a huge signing bonus to Bell. It indicates that the Cowboys got some guys that actually could contribute and help out this year. So I'm really fascinated to see which one of these two shines in rookie minicamps, uh, has you know, put together some good practices in training camp, and then ultimately on the uh, on the field during the preseason. So keep an eye on those two safeties. We've got one more guy to talk about, Landon. Uh, this player is actually maybe the highest rated of all the players that we're going to talk about today. Uh, but before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock up on all the parts that you need. Rock Auto has everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in the how did you hear about hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, the last player that we're going to talk about today is a linebacker from Texas A&M, Aaron Hansford. Uh, I've seen some people today, some bold predictions uh, predicted. Not only is he going to make the roster, he's going to be like the third linebacker this year. Wow. Uh, so people are really, really excited about Hansford. What did you see on tape? Well, I will say this up front that I do think that he is the best of of these three at their natural defensive position, right? Like I would agree. I, I, of these guys, I see him, uh, you know, making it as a linebacker, the most likely to make it at their position on defense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's got really good size and length. He's well put together. Uh, you know, he's just a, over six two, just under two forty. Uh, you know, he's he's got some. He's got decent length. Uh, he's got big hands. He's got a nice wingspan. That, that those are all nice things to work with. You know, he's a former wide receiver. Um, you know, he start, came into college as a wide receiver, and you kind of see that body type uh, with him. He's got a very kind of slim waist, and he's just very athletically built. Um, he, uh, he because of that as well. He's he's a very good runner. He can open up and run. Uh, we don't have his 40 time listed here, but in, in his pro day, he ran, a, a, I think, a four six with the one six split, which is pretty which is decent for 240 pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has kind of longer legs and he, and he does a good job of using those long legs to kind of slide between gaps when he's moving parallel to the, the line of scrimmage. Uh, he covers a lot of ground that way. You will see some false steps and some uncertainty on tape. Uh, you know, seems timid at times to pull the trigger. He's not always sure of what he's looking at, and when he is sure, sometimes he's wrong, and he, and he has to kind of backtrack a little bit and 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 rely on his uh, speed and his athleticism to kind of make up for that. Um, you know, he seems like a very smart player. Like he he uh, he may not be a, a great processor of information. Uh, post-snap but pre-snap he he seems to be very vocal and very much involved in making sure that the defense took all the checks and they understood what the, what the alignment is supposed to be so he he's, he he seems to understand the defense very well uh but that doesn't necessarily translate to post-snap processing speed where where i think is he kind of struggles uh you could like i mentioned you could tell he's a former wide receiver by his physique and instincts mm-hmm. um but and, and instincts not necessarily in a good way um also the number it, one makes him look really skinny but yeah that's part that's the if you notice i i thought for sure i went by order i watched them was hansford uh wanye thomas and and bell and i thought we were gonna have three number ones uh all, all being reviewed <laughs> in one i got really upset when yeah. i found that bell was five, five yeah. uh you know he 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 looks good in those kind of country zone drops, right? Where he's just going to a spot and, and then just keeping his head on a swivel. And he's really good at he's he's agile and he's really good at kind of click and closing down on on on, on crosses that are coming into his zone. You know, he, he just has inconsistent technique. You'll you'll yeah. see him uh, use the wrong shoulder for outside leverage and then he'll lose contain. Like I said, you'll see times when he gets fooled by play action and everyone else has kind of gotten back to their spots in time. And he's kind of like the, the last guy to do that. Uh, you know, I think that there's some talk about the fact that he's young to the position and that maybe he can have, you know, some growth here, but the truth of the matter is he's a three year starter at linebacker in college and, and he played linebacker in high school as well. It's not like he is, you know, just learning how to play defense or learning how to play linebacker. He has experience here and, Although he, it looks based on what I've seen, like he's improved in some areas of his game. 
I don't know that the instincts are getting better than where they are. So Mike, where does he win? Rangy athleticism. He just can he can get sideline to sideline, and he's got you know good length to get there to get through the trash and to make the tackle. My unanswered questions are: Are his instincts improvable at this point, or is he kind of tapped out in that area? Uh, and if so, it's not you know it's not the end of the world. It's just going to keep him from being probably you know, more than a replacement level starter uh, uh, for his ceiling in the NFL. A couple of people are really high on Hansford. Daniel Jeremiah had him inside his top 150. Uh, wow. Lance uh, Zerline at the NFL Network had him inside his top 125. Uh, he actually gave him a fourth round grade. So there are people that really, really like him. Uh, but I agree with you on, on just about everything. I, I think he's an explosive athlete. But I don't think he's like Deion Jones or anything like that. Like he's got good speed. I don't think it's elite yeah. speed. Um, but if he's coming downhill, I think he can be pretty disruptive. I actually thought he's a better blitzer than what maybe people gave him credit for. And I kind of think that's maybe his role in the NFL. Maybe he's going to be more of a middle linebacker, even though he his instincts and eyes aren't the most disciplined. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talent here. Again, you, you get a six. Two linebacker that's 240 pounds and runs in the four sixes with SEC production. Why not? I think the biggest concern for me is durability. Uh, he missed almost the entire 2016 in- season with an injury. He missed the 2008 entire 2018 season with an injury. That's when he was still playing receiver. He's only played what like 20 something games as a linebacker uh, or started 20 something games as a linebacker in college. How long is it going to take him before he's ready to play the NFL game? I don't know. And then when you add on top of it that he's already 24 years old, he better be able to play on special teams. Otherwise, he's not going to make this team. Yeah, and that's that's my concern too, right, is that uh, how much how good is he going to be in special teams? I mean, he's not like he, – he's got good speed for his size, but it's not great speed like you mentioned. Uh, how much is that going to serve him in special teams where you're surrounded by guys who are just there because they're great athletes, right? We'll see. Um, yeah, I, I kind of thought he was sort of like uh, an Anthony Hitchens type, right? Sure. Where sure. I think he's he's a guy that can be part of your defense eventually, and and maybe not, uh, you know, maybe he's the worst the player on your defense, but he's not that bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like that yeah. that's kind of the, the 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 feel here. I tend to think that he's likely going to end up being a, a kind of rotational backup linebacker who, if he can find his way to kind of be a little bit of a special special teams player could hang around to the league for a couple of years. The good news for Hansford is that the Cowboys depth at linebacker is not great, right? Cause yeah. you have Parsons who's going to float in and out of, you know, being an edge rusher linebacker. You've got Leighton Vandresh. You've got Jabril Cox coming off a torn ACL. And then it really, really drops off. It's Luke Gifford. It's Devin Harper, who we talked about. Damone Clark is not going to play this year. Uh, I mean, there's there's spots open. So if he just looks semi-competent in training camp and in the preseason, I think he could make this team. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, the like you said, the good news is the Cowboys don't have a ton of depth at the position, uh, so they may have the ability to be a little bit patient here. Um, you know, the, the problem is, is that he they need him to be a decent special teams player because they just can't afford to have so many – why well all, so many of their linebackers not able to play special teams right like well they, and that's that's the question i had for you is after watching his tape compared to devin harper who the cowboys took in the sixth round i believe um 
which one do you like better? I think Harper is likely to be the guy, the more likely guy to make the team simply because, because the I think stuff. the special teams. Yeah. Uh, and there's upside there. I think uh, I don't disagree. Yeah. I mean, in terms of which one do I feel comfortable? Like if we had a game tomorrow and I needed a third linebacker to play, it's Hansford, but that's not the case, right? I, I feel better about Harper on special teams and what he could do for you two years from now. But we'll see. I mean, maybe maybe Hansford could beat out Luke Gifford for kind of that reserve linebackers slash special teams guy. Yeah, I wouldn't be – you know, I mean, the, the issue is that, like you said, a lot of teams had him rated very high. So I would normally suggest that maybe this is the guy that they try to sneak onto the practice squad – that, you know, and then suddenly you find out next year he made the team and, you know, he's just like a, a kind of core. He becomes the new Luke Gifford. Right. Uh, but the issue is that, like you said, a lot of teams rated him very high. So you're yeah. not likely to be able to sneak him down a practice squad, though. We say that every year. People yeah. get snuck in. So yeah. I don't know. Well, you let's know, remember I, that this year. Just, we're, we always get so nervous about the practice squad and you might lose one guy every year. Maybe. Well, and, and, and especially this year, right? Because there's so many more of these yeah. guys that everyone is going to be very satisfied with the guys they've got, likely. Uh, so, yeah, it's probably even easier to sneak those guys on. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see exactly, you know, all of these three of these guys, I think it's uh, the most important uh, reps they're going to take in mini camp and, and, and early on in training camp, I think, will be. Uh, special teams reps to see exactly where their pole positioning is to make the team. And then from there, you'll see exactly what kind of opportunities they get to play and their natural positions on defense. Uh, you and I are big Luke Gifford fans, but he turns 27 here in August. You kind of know after a few years, right? Whether you have something, it's probably, I would be shocked if something happens now with him, right? Like if he turns into it, like a starting caliber player, I would be, floored I, I just don't see that happening i'd i'd rather keep hansford on the team because he's cheaper and maybe there's a little bit more upside here as an actual linebacker in the nfl yeah at a certain point gifford's actually gonna command actual money i don't know about good money i think it's i mean this year it went up quite a bit yeah and, and i imagine you know after that it's probably going to continue to go up because he's gonna he's technically a veteran he's gonna get out from underneath the kind of restricted free agent situations and i think this may be his first year out of it so next yeah. year will be pricey and i don't think you want to pay a guy like luke gifford anything so you basically yeah. you find his replacement you start developing him. his cap number right now is 1.1 million the cowboys can actually save about a million if they release him it's just it's too much for that guy, right? You I you agree. want that you want that player to have a cap hit of eight. I'm looking at some of the guys last year at the bottom end of the roster, like Tyler Coyle, seven hundred thousand. Is that a huge difference in terms of actual cap space on the cap? No, not really. But if it's close, go with the guy that's younger and that's a little bit cheaper, right? Every little bit at counts, and especially when you have high-priced guys at the top, you, you need to find ways to scrimp and sk save on the bottom yeah. end of your roster. There isn't a huge talent difference between someone who's a million dollars versus a, a seven hundred thousand dollar linebacker. Uh, you know, the money is probably worth more to you in bulk when you make several of those deals. Uh, and the and the way to kind of do that cheaply and still re retain high levels of talent is is through the draft and through undrafted free yep. agents. Uh, all right, so there we go. That's our second day of covering UDFAs. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about three pass catchers. And I don't know if you got a chance, Landon, yet to watch any of these guys' tape, but a couple of them are pretty fun. Uh, one of the players I know 
Uh, a site had it as a fourth round graded player. So a couple of guys that people really, really like. I'm excited to get into it. Uh, follow the show wherever you get your podcast. Check us out on YouTube. You guys have been crushing it over there for us. We really appreciate that. Uh, you can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.